and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 111. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Another day, another week, another... Uh, it's August now, right? I think it's August. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's like we're a week into August. Yeah, I could have sworn July just started. Yeah, dude, it's so weird. It's like... I don't know, maybe it's just because I have a job now, and but like last year 2020 yeah 2020 just like didn't <laughs> it's like last year 2019 wait a minute <laughs> yeah like it felt like it just dragged on forever because i was basically just stuck at home like the whole time because pandemic but like now i ha- i go to work you know five days a week so all of a sudden time is like super speeded because everything's like the same i guess i don't know it I feel like I'm not explaining that very well, but it's just like, yeah, all of a sudden time is going in super speed. And but yeah, we're what like, is time, James? <laughs> what is time? You know, whoever said time is relative is very, very smart person because it very much is. And if you want to know more about time, you should watch our Suture Sidewatch episode on Terminator coming out this week <laughs> later on. Oh, <laughs> uh, for real? <laughs> yeah, we actually, yeah, we did Terminator. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, don't even, I was like, oh, wait, I could work this in somehow. This wait. is really fun. Did you actually like that? Because you hate time travel stuff. So <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah. So I, I've always said I make two exceptions, uh, Terminator and Back to the Future, like the only mm. two things. And then like sometimes stuff that The Flash does. But at the same time, I really don't <laughs> like that shit because then it means the reboot. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to start over again. I just got like they established this stuff with these characters and it's going well. But I guess, yeah, if it's something nice, you probably want to take it away, don't you? That's that's usually how that works um, in at least DC worlds. <laughs> Dude, what if they use the Flashpoint movie to just actually reboot the Snyderverse back to like, what if when he tries to get everything back to normal, he jets back to the present and it's like Doomsday World that they do there. Uh, there, there's already a there's a justice league 2 rumor already oh um God. and i i because the uh, block store sent it to me and i'm like you know what i'm not even gonna even if i am like yo restore the snyderverse please give us those two movies but just don't do the batman lowest shit uh, oh god yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Weird. it's like uh i mean it's kind of yeah anyway um i was like all right yeah i would like this stuff but at the same time i I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not going to even chance getting my hopes up for that kind of stuff anymore. Like, I'm not going to just be like, oh, my God, it could be happening. Yeah. It's just like, OK, cool. That's great. I'll wait until it actually like comes to fruition and there's like proof in front of me that it's happening because uh, I'm I'm just not after after like this last year or so. I'm, I'm good off rumors, honestly, yeah. for the most part. Even though one of the news pieces this week is a rumor, so <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know how that works. Yeah, but yeah, this is Sutra Side Talk. We do uh, now just uh, starting the last episode, but this one will be actually more in line with what we said. Uh, only two news pieces, and uh, we're more focused on it, so it'll be a little bit longer for each one. But overall, the time will be shorter, and we'll have more time for what we've been playing and what we've been watching. Yeah. So this week's news we're going to talk about is all uh, movie TV. And it's something I haven't, I feel like we haven't talked about in a bit, but South Park will be discussed because there's a mega deal with them. 
And then uh, there's pretty much DC, like uh, Walter Hamada from like Warner Brothers has said like, oh, James Gunn will be returning or there's like, there's a good chance he'll return. Uh, We have plans and stuff. Interesting. Uh, So I wanted to talk a bit about that as well. Uh, But I would say the South Park one will probably might take a little bit more time unless we get creative with James Gunn stuff being like, oh, this is what I think you should do and stuff. Especially since we both just watched... um... Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. So it's it yeah. might be kind of hard to not talk about that for a bit, but we'll we'll see when we get to it. Yeah, and we'll we'll be doing a cut of steel episode on the Suicide Squad. Hopefully this week we'll be recording it. Um the earliest release I would see is this Friday. But odds are it could either be this Friday or next Friday that we'll come out with that episode. We'll we'll see which one it is, but yeah. uh it's one of the two. And uh yeah, it'll be it'll be good cuz this is our kind of bring it's bring back could of steel and could of steel will be changing a little bit after that as well it's kind of like uh you'll see you'll see as we get there but all in due time james are you ready to dive into the news though absolutely all right so first off is the south park news that i've been this is honestly the main news because we weren't sure if we're going to do the james gun piece you sent me the text that was like I, i forget the number you sent me of like how many movies slash shows might be out of this and i was just like that can't be right that's too many all right so this is from the hollywood reporter the article is by uh ryan parker and alex weprin and uh i'll just read the first paragraph here for it because it pretty much gives you everything uh mtv entertainment studios has inked south park creators trey parker and matt stone to a new deal that will run through 2027 which, uh, for those not counting, that's basically six years, about uh, six, seven years, give or take. MTV? Uh, really? Yeah, because I think they own, MTV is a part of Paramount uh, Plus, or Paramount, which oh. owns Comedy Central. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, through 2027, including 14 new movies made exclusively for Paramount Plus to every year, beginning this year, it will also see the flagship South Park series renewed through season 30 2022 we'll see the show launch its 25th season and they uh the deal is worth 900 million dollars what this article doesn't Whoa. say in this part is also there's a game as well that they want to they want to make another game i could see that i mean the first two were wildly successful yeah they, they were fantastic games i still have like I, finish, I love those games um the second one i played stick of truth twice i think i did both generations i did like ps3 and then uh, PS4, and then uh, then I did uh, Fractured Butthole, which, oh my god, when you play at Casa Bonita, it's, and then you're fighting the vampires and stuff, it's crazy. Yeah, I forget how far I got into that game. I was really liking it, but I got, I think I got distracted by something. But that's same old story. Yeah. <laughs> Classic you. Yeah. So, alright, this is what, at first, um, the first thing I want to discuss here, because I don't think it, uh, I don't know if it's South Park or not. It says 14 new movies, but it does. Mm. It says South Park creators along with the new season and a game. Oh, that's a, that's a good distinction. I, yeah. Cause I, I just assumed Matt Stone and Trey Parker, you know? Yeah. South I, but Park. It, the way it's sounding like, I think it's assumed it's South Park though, is the thing but as well. You do make the good point that like they also did, um, Team America World Police, 
what was was that what it was called the yeah the the puppet movie which yeah like, I mean, that movie is like super not PC, but they super got me with that scene where the one puppet was just like wasted and vomiting like for two minutes straight. Okay, like, yeah, actually it, it is. so obs- insane. I think it is South Park, actually, because... Okay. All right, th- this is why. This is why. Um, the new films will premiere exclusively on, a- or on Paramount+, Plus, a move that may vex some fans uh. because the entire Comedy Central show's library is on HBO Max. Yeah. That's confusing. Okay. So, yeah, because basically, like, you know, Paramount is the one that really, like, works with that stuff. HBO just has a deal to have it on there. So oh. they want South Park content on there until that deal's up, and that deal probably won't be up for a very long time. So if you want existing South Park stuff from the shows, basically from now till the beginning, it'll be on HBO Max. If you want the new content... uh it'll be there at least for these movies it sounds like it could be that future seasons will still be on hbo max it's just now these movies will be the move they have for uh paramount plus now my i mean maybe i'm just like thinking too far into this but when you say 14 south park potentially south park related movies Mm-hmm. that's a lot of movies and granted that's supposed to be spread out like two a year for like what six seven years but that's a lot to have like the main four characters just go off and have 14 different adventures do you think it's more likely that they'll actually just have in like side characters have their entire special movie like like it'll be so... maybe an hour hour and a half of like wendy goes on an adventure or butters has his own adventure kind of like when he got lost in the woods and hunted by like the predator and they just kept doing like everyone knows it's butters <laughs> that's me yeah like so i could see them do that where like a bunch oh, of hamburgers have their own little side movie adventure so this is the way i'm i i i, I want to say i don't know why i've been doing this lately i've been like I, 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 um uh, it's like a weird I'm, I'm not sure i haven't had any cocaine this is strange um <laughs> having some crazy thoughts <laughs> hey guys let's make a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh so the two specials we had were about an hour long each right yeah. and we the biggest complaint was that they could have been entire seasons yeah really the way I see it is also looking back. Remember Imagination Land? Yeah, and that was a three-part special. That was a that long... was a three-part special that could have been a whole movie. They sold it as a movie afterwards. I think it was they actually did. a DVD. It was like a they put it on direct to DVD or whatever afterwards, and or I guess it's not direct to DVD in that sense. But with this, you know, their seasons lately anyway haven't been the longest. They've been. It used to be South Park was either a two-part season and you'd get a fall and a spring set from them and this is big especially when we were in high school i remember it because i love that shit it'd be like oh it's fall you know you're gonna get like 10 episodes of south park and then you're gonna get the other 10 in the spring and you'd be looking forward to it because then it's it's not too much time you're waiting maybe four months for a new episode and they changed that to then 
they were just doing fall episodes after they took away the spring one and then now it's just once a year and it's not going oh we now have just double the amount in that one time they just cut their seasons in half and they also that's when they started making it more consistent in storyline where there's like an overarching story yeah as opposed instead to just of like one sh- one shots e- yeah each episode being like on a specific topic that's happening in like current yeah events. Whether it was member berries and getting Mr. Garrison as president yeah. to all this other shit. And looking at it now, we would probably still be getting those types of seasons. Like the next season will probably be, uh, if, it, if, it, if I saw correctly, season 22. It's going to be like, you know, probably like eight to ten episodes. And it'll probably just be in the fall. And they're saying, all right, this is a seven year deal. 14 movies, two movies a year. That means think about it this way. If it went back to that previous format where it's two sets of 10 episodes in that year, those movie those movies are probably going to be an hour and a half. They're going to be like three episodes in one, that kind of style, I'm assuming. It's not going to be like basically that three episode structure, but it's enough where you can imagine they just put three episodes together. Like you could see it that way. It's not going to be probably the tier that was South Park bigger, longer and uncut. I don't think they'll ever, they've never done that for a long time in terms of just like that, where it's like, oh, it's a theatrical film. And I think for this, look at it this way. You're getting your probably regular 10 episode season, and then you're just going to get two big three episode arcs later on. So it's still, in a way, it could be less than what they used to do. But I see that as being something that's still very possible and let's be honest, James, the amount of shit that happens nowadays in this world, like, they have a lot of topics they can utilize. Sure. The fact that they could have done a whole season on each of those specials, yeah, I like, mean, shows how much topics there are and how much they haven't even covered. Yeah, when we were talking about it, we were like, yeah, they could have done an entire episode on for the pandemic special. If that had been a season, they could have made an entire episode on just, like, the, to- the toilet paper shortage. Exactly. It could have been a fun, like, just... Stu- That's a perfect Randy Marsh episode. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been amazing. But, yeah, so they... But they instead just Imagine Carmen on- being, like, a black market toilet paper dealer. Oh, I could absolutely see that. Yeah. See, it's, there's so much to do there, but they, they... Yeah, they didn't do it. But, yeah, instead they focused on, like, a few more important topics. And, yeah, that also came out, like, a little bit late in the year. So they were like, well, what, what can we cover that still, like relevant and we i guess we had gone past the toilet paper thing at that point it, whatever it doesn't matter but yeah I, I see what you mean though that like they have not really done a, a movie of the quality of like bigger longer and uncut for a long time and the only thing i could think of is like the games but so i don't know it yeah i'm just confused like where how high quality are these 14 different movies gonna be like we'll see yeah, and they said starting this year. Oh yeah, huh? So does that? All right, does that? That's the big thing then. Um, when is that twenty second season? Or no, sorry, I'm completely off there. When is that thirtieth season? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no. Uh, no sorry, sorry, sorry. Re- Again, sorry. I'm totally wrong. To thirty seasons renewed through 30 seasons uh it's gonna be the 25th season so i'm just i'm just losing my mind here (laughs) uh 
so we're getting season 25, which is also, you know, that's a benchmark season. Yeah. I would say like it's a quarter century season type thing. And we got two movies. It says two movies every year beginning this year. So are we getting that means? Okay. It's it's let's put it in perspective. We're in August. We just have four months after that. Does yeah. that mean in this in these four months, are we going to get one season and two movies? Or is it going to be those two movies and the season's just going to premiere in spring? You think they might mean like fiscal year? Because that might give them till March. I think. I I don't know. when. You know what? That actually go. makes a lot more sense. That would make a lot more. Because I'm like, how are they going to do that? Yeah, that that actually seems like far-fetched. A little yeah, because okay. like, in the next four months, that'd be quite a turnaround. Yeah, that would be that would be quite a turnaround indeed. That that makes that that makes a lot more sense. And uh oh, here we go. No, wait, no, that's when it first premiered. I was hoping it would say like uh, what? Well, this is when season twenty five starts, but I don't think there's any word on that yet. Uh, so, also, I guess quick side note: I'm one of those people that like, I as much as I would uh, like to have more South Park, you know, like like how the seasons used to be longer, like you said. But for me, just what they do put out is always such high quality that I'm just like, I'll take whatever you can give me. I don't yeah. care. Cause I understand it takes a lot of work for them to do what they do. Uh, well, I don't know about nowadays, but I just know like when they were literally doing an episode a week, that must've been backbreaking. Uh, I mean, they're, if I remember correctly, their hardest episode was the election one, the McCain Obama oh, one, yeah. where they literally didn't know who was going to win. They released it the next day. Yeah, and so they, I think they had to make. It was either they made two episodes, or they just straight up said, "You know what? Screw it. We can do it with just one version." Because <laughs> that, if there was two, that means there was an alternate one where McCain won, and it was different. Oh, that would be so interesting. Well, right? I guess the episode still works though. It would work because they were just like they're still in a heist together, but it's just the person who's in the White House would be different. I don't know. Yeah. Obama's dead grandma is gonna make a bomb threat. That's yes, that's right, a bomb. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Oh, that's great. I still remember bits and pieces of that episode a lot. And then Sarah Palin uh, is British. I forgot about that. Oh my god. Yeah, she she turned like she's like, all right, I'm going back on the plane to to Alaska, and she's like, all right, dear, I'm done playing this stupid character. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. Like South Park over the years has had so many like completely memorable storylines oh easily like, it's so, so easy so that's why i'm just like i'll take whatever you give me just hook it to my veins it is the, the reason also i want to talk about because it, this is the this is probably my favorite like adult animated uh show yeah. i would say like the one that comes comes closest to it is probably Venture Brothers, yeah. and then maybe Futurama. The thing is, though, like Venture Bros and Futurama are just like really good, funny cartoons. But South Park does such a good job of m- being satire on current events that it's, yeah, it's astounding that it, that kind of commentary comes from an a animated show. In my opinion. yes, for sure. But. I'm excited for this. I would assume, though, I would assume we will probably at least get something in the fall. We'll get one thing. But yeah, I could see them putting out a movie by the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. We'll get yeah, and then we'll get the other two sometime in the spring at the at the latest. I, I would assume. But with that said, uh, are you ready to move on to the next thing, James? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is 
from an article with uh, by Richard Fink from Screen Rant. Uh, hmm. Walter Hamada, who, you know, we've... I want to be honest, I think any mention of his name we've had before has not been in, uh, a positive... Yeah, um, it's usually been a negative when associated with the uh, Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher, yes. Um, which... Uh, there hasn't been any news on that lately either. At least that, from what I've seen. If it is, it hasn't been. Sh- I should probably look at his Twitter again just to see if he's been saying stuff. But uh, I've been following Ray Fisher on Twitter, and it, I don't think he said anything super like you know, new and important about lately, that right? subject recently. Yeah, but he mostly just uh, posts about how like he has like a pretty dedicated fan base of like cyborg fans now, which is at least that's nice to see. Yeah, that is good. To it. That's great. There won't be any more cyborg though. It's yeah. Like, mm. Shit. All right. Um, quoted from Hamada uh, with an interview with THR. Gunn is always welcome back. Whatever he wants to do, he really has a vision, and he's a great partner with us. Whenever he wants to come back, we're ready for him. He'll be back. We have more stuff planned. I love how there's kind of like three different contradictions in here where it's like, we'd like him to come back. He'll be back. If you, whenever he wants to come back <laughs> and mm. it's like, yeah, I guess it weird. sounds like it sounds like he'll be back. They just don't know when he'll be back. Or just Tomata's hoping that they'll eventually work out another movie deal. Yeah. It sounds like at least they're working on pitches. So they're open to it at least. Yeah. At the very least. And because, all right, putting it plainly here, the fact that he got like carte blanche when he jumped into Warner Brothers for the Suicide Squad, it was like, what do you want to do? And he chose to, like, it's not they went, we need to erase this, we need to erase Suicide Squad, do the Suicide Squad. It wasn't that. It was, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to do my own version of the Suicide Squad. And he then you know he went through and utilized the original version of the comics he Mm -hmm. utilized dirty dozen he even utilized the past film and kind of had it somewhat continuative it's so interesting yeah that he he like kept kind of the the events of the last movie happened and that the suicide squad exists and that like harley and boomerang were in the suicide squad previously but and rick flag and rick flag but then they just pull in a bunch of new characters and, and are like yeah no it's just task force x is still going it's yeah. just you know now they're doing you know the real reason why they should exist and not like what if superman decided to rip the white house fill, like roof off yeah so, so the there's that and then it was going so well especially you know with john cena as peacemaker that Dude. we're getting a peacemaker we're we'll talk about it i love it stuff. i love I know, his character I so much yeah but we're getting that a Peacemaker uh, series from HBO Max. Uh, eventually, I think anywhere from, I would say probably anywhere from the fall to the spring where we'll, we'll see it appear. Because it, it sounds like they already finished filming that too, uh, I think. Yeah, d- didn't they say that they're going to do a second season that's like a different storyline, but just still Peacemaker? Besides the season already filmed? Yeah. I miss that ship. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that character. I think he was I saw great. That somewhere. Yeah, so... We have those. I, and that's still, I believe, an association. So, well, I don't want to spoil anything. Never mind. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to say anything further on that. But 
the key here is, and honestly, I think it goes for a lot of creators as well. Just like if you want to get this guy in for uh, superhero movies, what should you do? Should you make them do this specific hero? No, I like that it's he whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Who does he want to bring to it? Because that means then they're going to put their most into it if it's someone they chose that they wanted to do. And of course, you know, you don't necessarily want to give them free reign completely. Uh, we've seen before, like, maybe that may not be the best. Like, you'll want to have, like, you know, it's like you want to have people with George Lucas to keep him in check. You don't want to just let him go and make prequels. You want to kind of have at least some people there just be like, hey, that's great. Can we just, like, somewhat make sure this is okay, though, and stuff like that. Uh, but not necessarily steer it completely. We don't want that kind of stuff. But I still it, it still brings to the mind of what would we want to see him do? Because uh, I would say, at least just without spoiling anything, I would want to see James Gunn do more DC stuff. I, I would be down for that. Yeah, like I, I was really surprised how much I enjoyed the Suicide Squad after hating the 2016 Suicide Squad. When when did that come out? 2016. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I did not think that you could redeem that franchise like it, it, without doing a complete reboot. Like that last one didn't happen. Yeah. Or whatever. Which uh, hashtag release the air cut. It's easy. Just do it. Yeah. Now so we I'm can actually real, see it. So we, it's like, <laughs> I want to see it. So I know if I still hate it or not after, yeah. or I'm like, it's not as bad or who knows? Like it could be, it could be like Snyder cut where it went from, this is trash to bro. This is my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> right. Like I know we already talked about this in, in a previous episode, but like I was expecting the Snyder cut to maybe at least make a little bit more sense with like two more hours of, of, like backstory and stuff to cover but i was not expecting to just actually really really enjoy it as much as i did yeah it made so. you want to smell aquaman sweater like that <laughs> icelandic <laughs> girl did yeah. <laughs> it's like i i understand and I, then it I just yeah so when david ayer is like yeah okay so you know how there was a snyder cut that was completely different from the the movie that came out in theaters same thing happened to my movie so <laughs> i'm interested to see if that's actually true too yeah, and it's apparently the soundtrack's completely different, and there's a lot of stuff in there that would like, like yeah. we said, it was convoluted by by Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool, where they're like, oh, yeah. we want that stuff in here, and then it which is just they 180 them. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> ironic that like, yeah, now this new Suicide Squad movie is done by the guy who did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's good. It it like makes sense. It works. Yeah. <laughs> But, so yeah so i so i agree with you i would be interested to see james gunn do more dc stuff the question is james what would we want to see him do honestly just real fast let's think of I one of two things i'd be fine with him doing another suicide squad just like maybe not just like this one but like he, i don't know it's like if he can make this franchise as fun as it is with this movie that just came out and keep it going like i'd be cool with that but what what would you like to see? So I I would be cool with that. I would also say obviously though it can't like there there were some shots he used in that one that you can't use again. Like I'm not gonna without spoiling anything. I'm just gonna say like the the first part of that film. Oh yeah, you can't do that again, unfortunately. Um, so that that bullet's been shot once. That that was your one That's shot true. for it. 
uh, you'd have to definitely make it more. There, there would probably have to be more setup for it. But the, without, without going further on that, besides a Suicide Squad sequel, ooh, if he's gonna um, group stuff, you think he could do a Teen Titans movie? So, the the team people one I saw someone tweet out one team that I was like, oh shit, this would be cool. Secret Six would be an awesome team for him to tackle. Uh, so Secret know, Six, then. it's like Suicide Squad without the... Con- it's like basically full villain control. There is no... Uh. It's without the government doing it. So they're not doing those missions. It's just a team of villains. It think sounds of, like the Sinister Six, but okay. <laughs> yes, but they aren't like... Here's the big difference between them. Uh, Sinister Six is, you know, it's literally just Spider-Man villains. And yeah. what's their one primary goal... Kill we Spider-Man. need to take out Spider-Man. And you're just like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, Secret Six is like that, but like not like that at all. It's not that shallow. It's, <laughs> so they just do whatever random job they want? It's not like... They do whatever they want. Yeah, okay. they, they, they usually, depending on which creator is taking control, because there's various uh, volumes of this one where it's like, oh, new number one, new team, whatever. Mm. And it's just completely different each time. But, like, uh, it does have actually set people that are in it a lot. The main two normally being Catman. Uh, huh. Yeah, Catman and Deadshot when he's not in okay. Suicide Squad. And it also, like, one of the biggest ones was uh, written by Gail Simone. And it had them and had Bane, which was crazy. And he was, like, a father figure to Scandal Savage, who was the daughter of Vandal Savage. Oh, uh, huh. You had Silver Banshee in it. You had, uh, who else was in it? Rat, Rat, was it Ragman? No, not Ragman. Sorry, I'm stupid. Uh, Ragman, of course, is the awesome Jewish superhero with the suit of souls. I meant Raggedy Man, I believe. is No, no, no. Doll? Doll Man. Dollface? Fuck, I forget his name. He was like a creepy dude that could like just, I think they put him in the Flash or Arrow. I want to say they put him in the Flash. He was like, uh, he's like this dude that can like, turn his body into i think his, his name is ragdoll i want to say his name is ragdoll uh he's this creepy dude though he's really fucking weird but he's like the more comedic strange ass character in it and they've had various other characters like giganta at one point they even had a talon from like court of oh, owls oh. who like she is her name is strix i believe she escaped them and batgirl worked with them to get her away from the group but uh yeah, it's like various stuff like that, and usually they kind of become like a family and just look out for each other, and still, they could either do hero shit, they could do villain shit, it could be various, honestly, and usually their stuff is somewhat violent uh, to the point where I think uh, one kills the other in one of the issues because uh, I think Gigantic kills one of them because like he, was, he took part in the murder of Ryan Choi, Adam, I want to say but it's a whole thing. So I think if it's a team, I do agree. I think James Gunn would do a great job doing secret six. I would rather see him do that than potentially team Titans just because I don't know. It's hard to say how you'd want the Titans to be done. Cause I definitely, from just what I've seen from trailers, I don't think I'd want it to be as dark and edgy as the HBO Max no. show Titans. Oh, and right. yeah. at the same time, I don't, know if james gunn would be good with young adult characters like if you're if you watch his stuff you know all this stuff is adult 
Super adult. Slither, adult. Guardians of the Galaxy is still all adult characters. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'd want to see him tackle that area. Um, I think I would honestly lean more towards someone who's maybe... I don't want a CW person. I really don't want some teen angst dude to take over it. Uh, but I would want maybe whoever did Shazam, but not maybe their older, whoever did Shazam, their older brother to do Teen Mm -hmm. Titans. Like that's the hardest one. I would say, honestly, of all the DC teams, Titans and Teen Titans are probably the hardest ones to do a film for easily because that, that, that's where it's going to get really crazy. But otherwise, Solo, James, I think, I don't want to say any of the Suicide Squad characters because I don't want to say who lives and who dies. So I don't want to say any Solo stuff with any of them. Um, But if there was another character that he could do, I think you could even, you could say like, if you wanted, you could do a Red Hood, Uh, something with Red Hood. I could see that. You, he could do something with, um, I'm trying to think of like characters that, oh, you know what? Actually Red Hood and the Outlaws. That would be Ooh, yeah. the, specifically not. I really hate, I did not like the Starfire Arsenal team. I mean, like I'm talking the Bizarro Artemis team. So it's the, it's the anti-hero Trinity. So it's huh. Red Hood. It's Artemis, who's a Amazon and bizarro superman interesting and that yeah the, the that was the second outlaw team the first one is like starfire and red arrow aka arsenal and that one's just it just roy just seems like he's still on drugs <laughs> and it's just that was the weirdest iteration of starfire i've seen in comics at least it just it felt weird because it's like it was like dick grayson never existed and she's just over there it was really it was weird oh, weird because it, it was like new 52 so they erased a lot of the uh, history. So there's like no Donna Troy. There's no Dick Grayson stuff. It, it didn't really match up. But with the Bizarro Artemis stuff, it made a lot more sense. But I would say those two. Uh, those two teams, either Red Hood and the Outlaws or Secret Six or just Red Hood Solo are what I would think James Gunn would do well with because you could definitely make some form of comedy even with like the dark that is Red Hood. <laughs> yeah, those are yeah. definitely pretty good picks, I think yeah but i think that's all i got for that are you ready to move into uh what we've been watching and playing james yeah all right should i go first or should you go first yeah i I got i went first last week so you can go first this time okay okay so james i have not one but two fast and the furious movies this week it's been a while i know because let's (laughs) let's think about it the first time was the first movie uh, I did two and three for another week, and then another week four and five, and then I did do six and seven individually. But this week, guys, I watched Fate of the... F- I, it was actually yesterday. I watched... In one day, I watched Fate of the Furious and Hobbs and Shaw. So I'm ready. Dude, I... So I haven't watched most of the... Uh, at least... I don't think I've watched most of the latter half of the um, series, but I watched Hobbs and Shaw, and I... Even like not knowing most of the rest of the series, I was just like, this is just an awesome action movie. It's so ridiculous. And okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to I'm going to start with Fate of the Furious. Okay. All right. So, dude, that I, all right. So, I crack up. There th- this movie like we're at, we're at the point where they're all rich. They're also good with the US government and everything's just going well. So, they could do anything they want practically, <laughs> and they've taken out like 
both Shaw brothers, which is like, uh, uh, like you know, Jason Statham and everyone else, they the Rock is their friend. Like everything's going great, and so things have to change, and darkness has to come into the Fast <laughs> Universe. And it's it's funny because the way it starts out, dude, there's a soccer match, and it's the Rock making a speech. And you're like the way he's he, okay. the way he's standing there. You're like, oh, who's he talking to? And you look, and it's his daughter's soccer team. He's Aww. the soccer coach of the the youth soccer team. And what do these suburban girls do? Like, you know, majority of them are little white girls. He has them do the full on Pacific Islander chant. Okay. Like you know the one where they, they the do like dance? the full on the, yeah with the faces everything. Yeah. Okay. They do that. And they're doing it against the the other girl, soccer team of girls, and the other girls are just like, uh, and you know it's these little white girls doing the full on dance, and I'm like, oh, holy shit! And they do such a good job of it too. They there was actually really great choreography here, but it was fucking hilarious because you're literally just watching all that, and then like they finish and they go, all right, let's play. One of the girls on the other team is like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> so good and this government dude comes over and he's like hey listen Hobbs we need to and he's like do, do you know what we're doing right now and he's like what what and he's like if we win this we'll be the champions and we're not losing the championship so if you're coming here to tell me about some mission he's like but there's nuclear weapons do you not see what the red dragons team is gonna do to like <laughs> the championship here and I'm just like what the fuck and he's like listen I'm going to kick your ass here right now unless you don't start chanting, let's go Red Dragons. And he goes, I don't know. I'm going to tell you. And it's like, let's go Red Dragons. Louder. <laughs> let's go Red Dragons. <laughs> and it's like some government operative guy. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And the best part too is uh, he's like, wow, there's a lot of a lot of mothers here. And he's like, yeah, they're watching all their daughters play. And he's like, are, is there, are you sure that's all they're watching? And you <laughs> look and the entire stand it's just full of these moms and they're all just looking at him and waving and you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> so it makes you think like, all right, A, this is a soccer team made up entirely of girls with single mothers or B, those dads are all screwed. Yeah. And it's like one of the, you don't know which one it is and you never will find out. It's just a, it's a mystery of the universe. But uh, they got that. And then they bring back Mr. Nobody, Kurt Russell's character from the previous movie. And they also bring in this new uh, younger dude that at first I thought was like a knockoff Zac Efron. And then he's kind of like less than a knockoff Zac Efron. But they call him Little Nobody because he's like just annoying. But they do this whole betrayal. So like Dom and Letty are on their honeymoon. And I fucking, it, it's crazy because Charlize Theron shows up and you're like, Oh, isn't she the villain? Like, I saw the trailer. Isn't she, like, the villain or some shit? And she shows him a picture on her phone, and you don't see what it is. And he just turns. Like, he... Hobbs gets the team for a job, for an EMP, and Dom, like, hits Hobbs's car and knocks it over, and he steals the EMP, and he's like, what are you doing? And he just, like, doesn't say anything, and he leaves with it. And they're like, yo, he's gone rogue. What the fuck's happening? And everyone's like, I don't know. And Letty's like... I I, I don't know. And you learn Charlize Theron, a.k.a. Cypher, who's like this crazy hacker, 
lady who's like trying to basically get nukes, EMPs, everything just to have power to be like, oh, I'm the I'm the crocodile in the river that you have to watch <laughs> okay. out for. Like the other countries of the, 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 you know, like the wildebeest or whatever trying to cross. And it's like, you have to understand the crocodile is in there and keeping you all in check. And mm. she has, so in Fast Five, Dom meets the woman Elena, who he starts going out with. And then, you know, he gets back with Letty at the end of Fast Six because uh, you find out she's still alive. But like from five to six, they were going out and they were living together and all this stuff and they had a life. When they left and split because Letty came back into the picture, she didn't tell him she was pregnant. And it's been a while. So they have like a a two a, a one a one year old two year old kid. I think it's two year old kid, and he never knew. But mm. now he knows because Cipher captured them and is using them as leverage. So he does every. He's basically like you know I'll take out my whole team if need be. I have to protect my kid. She ends up killing Elena. I was like oh fuck. Oh, my God. I was like she, so we lost technically first we lost uh we lost Vince, we lost Giselle, we lost Han. And even though Han's coming back, and now he lost Elena, and I'm like, dude, you keep killing, <laughs> you keep killing everybody. <laughs> this is crazy. And dude, it was sad. I was like, fuck. And you know who? You know who else is in this, dude? Uh, Fucking Tormund, Giant Spain. Oh, really? Yes, he is in it. I forget his full actual name. I'll have to, have to look it up again. But uh, he's in it, and he's like her right hand guy, and he's just like pure evil. Christopher Hivju, Hivju, I don't know if I can say that name, but he's in it, yeah. And there's a couple mentions with Brian, like briefly. One is just like, uh, what we need, what Brian would know what to do because like they they don't know how to stop Dom, and they're like, you know, Paul Walker has since passed away, so they're like, we can't bring Brian and Mia into this. We need to let them, you know, we promised we would leave them to their lives, yeah. uh, so to keep that there. Uh, it also later on you find out that the baby's name is Brian. Uh, Dom names him Brian, and the middle name is Marcos, who's supposed to be Elena's brother or her husband. I think that was killed. Um, that she was like that. That was like the whole point of Fast Five. But each movie, you know, has some crazy shit in it, James. And this movie has. Um, couple things in this one there's like a car tow cable situation where dom has this his like his usual car but all muscled out but now it's like super fucking buffed and he's like stealing launch codes for a nuclear device from these russian guys (laughs) in new york and (laughs) they also they they bring in shaw they bring in jason statham's character shaw to help take him down that's how crazy this is they turn to the villain from the previous film to help them out. And they're actually all working together. Like Shaw actually like saves Ramsey at one point. But to stop Dom, they bring all their cars. So there's all these cars in New York against Dom's car. And they're tow cabling. They're shooting like harpoons into his car. And all like five other cars are trying to stop him. Five or six other cars. And he still escapes. <sighs> like he kicks off his door that the rock is attached to it launches the rock's car back and flips it over it has like uh i want to say uh tedge's car and letty's car both flip into each other 
Roman's car just does a full-on backflip. It's just insanity what's happening with all of them. And then he proceeds to shoot uh, freaking Shaw afterwards. But this is where it gets crazy. Dom makes a whole, uh, like, he plays Cypher. So he tells Shaw's mom. He gives her, like, a communication thing that can actually track Cypher, who's literally in an untraceable plane. And, like, uh, it's fucking crazy. And she then, he fakes Shaw's death. So then everyone thinks Shaw's off the, off the, off the grid. Everyone, he's like off the, off the board. He's done. And it's like, oh, he's actually still alive. Not only that, but then the other Shaw that was the villain in Fast 6, Luke Evans' character, is brought back. Oh. And together, those two Shaw's fly, like literally in these crazy like wingsuits, fly and get into the plane. To rescue Dom's child. Uh, okay. So the two villains that Dom fought in 6 and 7 are now together rescuing his son. Because he made a deal with their mom. to Because they also like... Uh, Cypher is the reason that like uh, the younger Shaw brother, Luke Evans' character, is the way he is. Like she took advantage of them and did all this shit. So uh, the Jason Statham Shaw hates her. And wants to kill her anyway. So he was the reason why he teamed up with them in the first place. Was he's like oh she was on the hit list anyway. So this works out for me. So they're like oh you know what. He helped us so we'll help him. We'll, we'll save the kid. Once they get the kid. Dom's like oh. I don't have to work for you anymore. And like when that's happening. Uh, fucking Tormund's character. Is about to shoot Letty in the head with a sniper rifle. And they're in the. Get, get this part. They're in the fucking Russian Arctic in like Siberia or some shit at a separate Russian separatist base <laughs> where there's a nuclear submarine and they're all racing on the ice getting chased by these Russian separatists that are all they they like deactivated the nukes on the submarine but they need to stop the sub from leaving the harbor and so there's like a giant ice chase with all these other cars there to oh, the point where like I remember seeing this in the trailers yeah to the point where the fucking submarine shoots torpedoes at them one like blows up the russian cars behind them the other gets onto the ice and is coming towards them the rock tells roman pierce to take the wheel he is now hanging out of the car his feet sliding on the ice he gets one hand on the torpedo and turns the torpedo <laughs> towards the other russian car and so the torpedo goes to the side and just hits another car and i'm like what what, what do you what do you mean you could do that is that legal that, that's insane. a fucking <laughs> torpedo by hand just turns it and goes uh, no go this way uh, it's fucking insane i could not I, could, I can't make this shit up dude i'm like oh how do you top like harpooning a plane how do you top jumping off a cliff how do you top like a tank on a on a highway and it's like oh what if we had the cars getting chased by a, a, a nuclear submarine you yeah know, that, that's that, anyway. definitely a thing i would never think to put on paper there was a great quote too so this whole time you know she uh, cypher's shelly theron's character is like fucking with dom like she's pushing him to the limit in terms of like what she can get away with because she's like i have your son i killed the one of your son <laughs> and he just goes you know in, in dom fashion when you have your neck, when you have your knee on a tiger, you can't, you can't get the, that means you can never take that knee off 
ever. Because if that tiger gets out, you know what that tiger is going to do. Yeah. And once the Shaw brothers rescue his son, Dom's like, you should have never taken the knee. Like, he's like, you let the, you, you took your knee off. And then he proceeds to kill Tormund. Like, he, he fucking kills him. Like, he takes him, he lifts him, and he breaks his neck against the car. Oh, my God. Like, not, like, forward. I mean, like, the back of his neck. Jeez. It was fucking insane. Like, it was crazy. Like, he died, like, instantly, but it was, like, brutally. And then Shaw has, like, the best fight in the movie. In the plane, he gets the kid... He puts headphones on. He puts the kid in like a little, uh, in a little carrier. He puts headphones on, playing the classic Chipmunks. Christmas time is here, I think, or like one of the one of the classic Chipmunk songs. And that music's playing, but you can only hear. It's like the. It's still. It's still within the film, so it's not like you know the soundtrack playing. Uh, it's just you can hear it coming from the kid's yeah. headphones. Okay. And in the meantime, he's like, "All right, we're gonna just gonna turn the we're gonna turn the carrier this way. The kid's not facing what I'm doing, <laughs> and it's just shock killing everyone on the plane while holding the kid, and then like putting the kid down for a second, proceeding to then overkill somebody, and, <laughs> and then get the kid back up. And he's like, "How you doing in there, Junior?" And then there was like one dude he beats the living shit out of. He picks up the kid, he smells him, and he goes. Is that you or is that him? And he's like, uh-huh. okay, good, it's him because I have to carry you. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. But it, it's great because it's like Dragon Ball Z where, you know, Piccolo and Vegeta were villains and now they're part of the team. You're yeah. seeing the Shaw brothers do something good and you're just like, I can't believe that literally the main villains of two films are now the heroes just running through and saving the man's son. It's so crazy. And there's like a homing missile that Dom somehow not only is able to dodge outmaneuver, but then gets it to destroy the nuclear submarine. He jumps over the... He, so he, he, he wow. not only turns the car in time by like a snowy hill to let the rocket fly over, he goes and does a jump over the submarine. So instead it hits the sub, taking it out of the equation. And then... His car is basically in flame. The sub's blowing up. He gets out of the car. The flames come towards him. He's about to get engulfed. His team all barricade him with their cars, shielding him oh, from the blast. I do remember seeing this, and I was just like, <laughs> just what? Like, what the fuck? It's so good. It's like the most superhero, but not superhero shit I've ever seen. That's the thing. And like, at this point in the series... These people are basically just superheroes, but their power is cars. Yep. It's so crazy. And, you know, they don't even get angry at him. Like, he flipped their cars over. They nearly died. And they're like, great to have you back, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, okay, sure, okay. Uh, Well, because he was doing it for family. They didn't know. They still didn't know that. That was the thing. They were just like, oh, "Oh, cool. He's on. They're like, is he on our side now? It's like, who cares? (laughs) We're not going to die. He saved our life. Who cares? Fuck it. Let's go. Just roll with it. That's literally what happens was let's just roll with it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it ends, of course, family dinner. Who's there? Shaw comes in with his son. He's like, here's the boy. And (laughs) he's like, I can't believe you called my mother. (laughs) And... It's weird because you're like, all right, at this 
at, at this time, James, the Fast 9 trailer didn't come out yet. Han is still technically dead. Yeah. Shaw at the time still had been the one that killed Han. Shaw's sitting with them at family dinner. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh fuck. I don't understand this world anymore at all. But you know, you know, save the man's kid, I guess all is forgiven. I guess that's kind of how it works. Yeah, he I'm killed not really Shaw sure. like or he killed Han like three movies ago. Get over it. Yeah. It wasn't even three, it was the previous film at the beginning. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> it's just so crazy. <sighs> but yeah, man. And it I like that it's okay, so post brian current team then was not even with dom on it it was it was the rock it was shaw it was letty it was roman pierce it was tedge and it was uh ramsey and i will say the two dudes the two dudes that only speak spanish that were like in four and five they're in this too because i don't think they were in six and seven but they're actually in the play portion so when Shaw's body gets taken by the ambulance, the guys in the ambulance are the two Latin dudes that only speak Spanish from those two movies. And they're just still fucking, they're still fucking arguing the whole time. In those two movies, they're arguing. And in this movie, they're still arguing. So <laughs> they never, I don't think there's a moment in any of the films where they're not arguing with each other at all. Like consistently arguing with each other. And it's fantastic. But it was also great to see them come back. And I really... Like I said, I haven't watched nine yet. I really hope they're in that one. But I'm assuming nine because The Rock and Statham aren't in it. It's going to be Dom, Letty, uh, Tedge, Roman Pierce, Ramsey, those five. Um, and I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming the, the two Latin dudes will come back. And then, of course, Han. So you're going to get like a good crew again. Uh, so I'm excited for it. But that was Fate of the Furious. And then Hobbs and Shaw. I don't have as much to say. It's just much more action-packed. It's crazy, but it's not as crazy. Like, they don't... It's not, you know, it's not as car-centric, right? It's, no. it's very much like... Uh, it's just, like, pure action. And it's just yeah. two guys hating each other the whole fucking time. Yeah, I mean, that was super fun to watch. It was, like, just Shaw and Hobbs just, like, hating each other and trying to one-up each other the entire movie. Like, that scene when they're going through those like twin hallways and they're like trying to take out like all the guards and they're just like i think, I think the setup was uh jason statham had like the one big guy to fight and no it's uh the rock has one big guy oh, and because right. okay. shaw sees it's a whole it's a room full of all these guys and he's like maybe you want to take this one and he's like no you can take it and he goes fine watch and learn yeah and they're just like just during the fights they're just like looking across through like the glass to the other hallway and they're just like trying to one-up each other it's like, the biggest alpha male to testosterone fight it you've was ever so seen. funny and then like yeah idris elba being like at, to his description black superman was just like he was such a great villain i thought like i don't know he wasn't the guy behind everything technically he was because someone else was controlling him he was the fist but yeah. like i don't know i just thought it was insane that at this point in this movie series slash like slash cinematic universe they literally are like yeah we can put in a dude who is like genetically and cybernetically en enhanced and it still kind of makes sense for this world it, it's he's literally so bulletproof this is still a fast and furious world that's the craziest yeah. thing i'm like what the fuck is happening and can i mention the Rock's cheat day pancake stack. 
Yeah. That was, I, I want to point out, that's like an entire, like, let's say my stomach to the top of my neck was the stack of those pancakes. And I'm like, that man is about to eat all that. Oh, okay, cool. Dude, I'm sure on any given day, just to like keep up with his weightlifting, like caloric requirements, he probably eats like a shit ton of food. Every oh, day I think anyway. I've, I could be wrong. I could have sworn I heard he eats like a steak a day. I, I could see be wrong. that. Like yeah. you need a lot of protein to keep those muscles up. It's just, it was just funny the way they do that in the film. Cause you, I don't think he actually eats pancakes really. Um, I think his stuff is probably yeah, that's heartier. More carbs. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say though. Uh, well, actually, I'll save it for. Uh, you know, I'll say it now. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> if you guys ever go to the Rock's Instagram, he has a cheat day meal that I want to try so fucking badly. He has this crazy French toast with like mm. the syrup is like made with his tequila. I think. Ooh. And or is it tequila? Wait, does he have tequila? I think it's tequila. He has. He does. And yeah, so it's uh. It looks so crazy because they're thick French toast pieces and there's all this stuff on top. It looks so good and I want it so badly. And he's going on tour right now. Like his, he has a truck that's going to go on tour and, and not unfortunately, I was going to say unfortunately, unfortunately for me because I'm a greedy bastard, but it's good because it's uh, it's actually benefiting uh, first responders. So he's going to like fire stations and stuff mm. and feeding them all for free. So it's really nice. The only thing I'm like, fuck, come on and come over here. I'll pay you money. Please give me the food because <laughs> it looks so damn good. Yeah. But uh, there's some interesting characters in this movie, James. Why is Ryan Reynolds in this movie as his CIA friend? <laughs> and he's like really like describing horrible things. And his daughter is right there. And he goes, here, here's the file for the mission. He gives it to his daughter, who's nine years old, and goes, oh, wait, I was not supposed to give it to you. I thought, whoops, my bad. <laughs> like, he's just... He's, like, trying to be friends with The Rock so bad. We're best friends. And he's like, I don't like you at <laughs> all. I hate you. Like, it's... It was such a... It's just weird, because it's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. In a Fast and Furious movie. But he's, like, a CIA guy who actually kills a guy with a brick at one point at the end and like the post credits like oh yeah they talk about it he's like like she he, uh jason statham's sister he's like she can kill uh someone with a brick like that's how lethal this is and then at the end of the movie he's like you won't believe it i actually killed this guy with a brick and then he the pan the camera pans over and he's like you you like you wouldn't believe it like there's actually a brick sticking out of him right now and you look and there's actually a brick in the sky oh my <laughs> You're just like what the fuck and he's like, I'm bleeding. I need you to come get me. Uh, there's like all this shit happening. And then he's like, wait a minute. And he like, his eyes widen. That's not my blood. And the whole time he's acting like he's bleeding out. Like he's actually tired and shit. And then he's like, oh, that's not my blood. And he's like, fine again. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? And then not only that, Kevin Hart's also in it. And he's like, a, oh, yeah. a what's like uh, an air? Uh, what's this? What's what did the dude? Air Marshal? yeah i forgot yeah he's an air that. marshal so he's like a secret guy on a plane waiting for like a terrorist to come on but you know and he's like instead i just deal with people farting on a plane all day yeah. and he's like you know we're all three of us alpha males and we we could work together and they're like we're not gonna we're not gonna put you on our team like you're not you're not joining us and it's so it's so random and he starts speaking in like a deep ass voice and they're like that's not your actual voice stop stop doing that don't don't do that oh yeah <laughs> It's it's so weird having like such a group of people in there, um, 
But honestly, above all, the rivalry between the two characters is such a great dynamic because the whole time they're just trying to one up each other. They're trying to do shit or they they either try to one up each other or they try to screw the other over, like literally try to get the other one arrested. Yeah. And what was the what was the like fake name? The rock- like small cock or something i forgot it was something like, like a- that uh <laughs> and it's like nice try small cock you're not getting away it's yeah. just they leave him and go on the plane without him it was so stupid and then so the samoa stuff was that was fun because they yeah. go on like a full-on samoan battle they go to his they- like, the rocks family home and i i forget why his family had problems with him is like he he, abandoned he turned him. in his own his dad was doing some fucked up shit so he had uh, him arrested but he felt bad about it so he left immediately so he basically like he took their he took their dad away who was bad but then left as well without saying shit really so mm. that's why they were pissed at him yeah which his mom wasn't like too bad but i crack up because they did the classic like fucking flip-flop throw like, she, she was throwing sandals yeah. at people's faces and, like, I'll beat you with this fucking sandal. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, the the crazy thing, though, was the cars. Dude, when they did that, like, link the cars together. The, to, like, the car caterpillar line? To pull the helicopter down. And I was like, oh, my oh, God. I don't think that helicopter could pull all that weight, but okay. And then he tries to get them off the cliff and they're like, oh, no. And the rock's yeah. just, like, on the, the back of the car, like, oh, shit. And he's, like, uh. hanging off the cliff. And they all have nitro. Yeah. So they're all nitroing, like, just, like, press the button, press the button, press the button. That shit was insane. That was absolutely insane. I couldn't believe, like, I just watched this movie of just, like, it was, like, British Samoan battle tactics against, like, the future soldiers. (laughs) It was so weird. I I couldn't believe it. But um, they definitely tease more. Like, there hasn't been... I don't think they've said, because I looked at The Rock's IMDb and upcoming films, it doesn't say, like, a Hobson shot 2 or anything. Um, But it very much leaves it for there to be a second movie, especially because, yeah, they take out Idris Elba, but they don't take out the guy in charge of this evil organization who says he knows Hobbs. And you don't know who it is. And it's, like, weird because the voice is oh, yeah, going they, in and out. They did have, like, some cliffhanger, like, who is the guy behind. Yeah. And you, do, you you it's, like, who is it? You want to know who it is. And they have, like, three different post credit scenes. Because you're, like, I'm, like, oh, okay, maybe one of them will actually have the guy. And instead, one is The Rock getting Jason Statham arrested. One is Ryan Reynolds calling and with the brick and the dude. And I think the other was, there might have just been two. There might have been one where they're like back on Samoa or like at school or something in which I think, actually, I think Ryan Reynolds is talking to her and then The Rock's talking to him and he's like, no, put your dad on the phone. And he's like, it is me. And he's like, you two literally sound exactly the same. You and your daughter. I can't, I literally can't tell you apart. And I was like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, he's funny, but his character in that was kind of weird. It was very much like a kiss ass of yeah. like a, just like a dude, get off my leg. Stop humping it. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But otherwise, crazy movies. Loved them. James, I just have that Han movie, Better Look Tomorrow, which I'm going to watch like either today or tomorrow, probably. And then Moment of Truth. 
I watched Fast 9. And I've now gone, in the span of probably like less than two months, through all Fast and Furious movies. I want to make a joke it? about how like got through that series pretty fast and furious. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys could also check out all of our recent podcast episodes. You can tell it's one where we talk about it because there is either fast or furious in the name of the title. Oh, yeah. As you can see, like one is, I think, called Shark and Furious. I'm pretty sure like I actually made that one. So, yeah. All right. I'm tired. James. You're <laughs> OK, so I'm just going to talk about one uh, real quick, I guess, because what what's our time up to? We're only an hour and four minutes in. Uh, OK. Right? Uh, <laughs> New s- format, guys. Don't you love it? <laughs> OK. So I got around to watching that Modoc show that's exclusive to Hulu. And it's Patton Oswald is Modoc, yeah. right? So from the get-go, I've just been very confused by even just the concept for this show. Because like as soon as they were like Patton Oswald, who I think is a funny guy, but like Patton Oswald is going to be voicing Modoc. I even from that announcement i was just like that's an odd choice but okay and then it turns out that it's not going to be a serious show it's a cartoon it's not even a cartoon it's like it's an animated show it's done by the the robot chicken people because it it is actually a stop motion show but i don't know it, it does this weird thing where for some characters i don't think they bothered to like, you know how in Robot Chicken they would, like, do kind of, like, I guess what looked like paper mouths that they would put over the the action figures to have them actually speak? Like Yeah. They, uh, they didn't do that for this. They did what looked like computer-generated mouths. So, yeah, it, so it looks really weird. It looks kind of weird. I kept getting distracted by that. Uh, the only person or the only character in this show that seems to actually have a mouth that physically changes is Modoc. But – and they did this – Unless I'm mistaken, it looks like you can literally see the like seams around his mouth where they specifically designed this figure to have like a mouth they could pull out and like replace with other ones. So Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why they didn't bother to go to that length with any of the other characters. Um, and it's just this. So if anyone doesn't know the character of Modok, he is this weird like living computer thing in in marvel uh i i believe his name is an acronym that stands for mental organism designed only for killing or something like that and like he was designed to just be like a living computer i think he was just some random person that he was experimented on and they made him super smart and that's why his his head is gigantic and his body is tiny and he's just like, you've probably seen pictures of him. He's just this guy. Flo- he looks like a floating head uh, surrounded with metal parts that let him like fly around. And he's just has, like spindly little, spindly little arms and legs. And he is generally one of the higher up villains in the Marvel Universe. Like he's not like a Galactus or even a Doctor Doom, but he is consistently a, a problem for the Avengers and for the people of the Marvel Universe. And he... Is like one of the, if not the head of Hive, he is like one of the higher ups. Mm-hmm. And so I, as soon as they said that they were going to do a show about Modoc, I assumed it was going to be this like dark, you know, realistic ish show or whatever. 
but no it they went full comedy with it and not only full comedy they give modok like a kind of stereotypical family like he's yeah i remember seeing isn't it like his daughter looks like him and then the yeah. son and wife are normal yeah he's married his his wife is a normal person his son is normal uh voiced by ben schwartz which is kind of funny <laughs> that's interesting uh and he, yeah his daughter for some reason looks like him and he like built her her own like floating chair thing and okay so she i actually find super funny because you find out that she's just as like kind of evil and manipulative manipulative as he is but like better and more subtle at it (laughs) like they make modok in this show kind of a dumbass like he's brilliant at science but when it comes to just understanding people he's just like doesn't get it at all oh so he's like socially an idiot yeah and so like daniel actually made a good point that like so this modok the reason why he's constantly trying to take over the world is like instead of trying to put the effort into trying to make himself fit into the world and into society and you know get along with other people he's just trying to make the world fit his design so he doesn't have to change it's the whole world that does and uh so there's this one episode i forget why but he was trying to get some people to like him or whatever and uh his daughter was like along with him and she was like teaching him how to manipulate people and she's like yeah i can scan people and like see their greatest insecurities like this guy he's wearing a belt that like you can clearly tell he's like gone up a uh a belt loop at some point recently (laughs) but he's like clearly so self like proud of his accomplishment but self-conscious about like where he's still at and he's like oh i get it so i call him fat though and she's like no you compliment the other two people around him about like how good they look and i'm like oh my god she's fucking evil (laughs) damn because it's like she's like just good at digging at people but like more subtle about subtly, it subtly where you can't really even like call her out on it because it's yeah. like it's just more psychological than exactly anything. so like that's, it has that's funny moments like that but it's just it i thought it was such a weird choice to have a show based around the the character of modok and have it be basically a robot chicken style show where it's like a stop a stop motion animated with like action figure type things and have it centered around his family dynamic it was, I don't know, just very bizarre. And, like, by the end of the first season, it kind of comes together into an interesting point. And I might be interested to see where a second season goes. I just, I don't know if I want to get into spoilers. I don't know how many people listening to the show really give that much of a shit about, like, the Modoc show that's only on Hulu. I mean, we'll have the time code. Plus, like, they just listen to me, like, talk about that's these very, fast movies. That's Just, like, fair. the leather. So, yeah. I guess um, if you are not if you don't want spoilers for this fast forward to like a few minutes from now uh so at some point in the season modok like his his wife tries to leave him because she's just like you're a completely selfish dick i tried to you know live with it for a long time but at this point it's all about you and i can't i can't do this anymore And so he tries to get her to go through this like time travel like thing to try to make it up to her. Like, I think 
it wasn't even supposed to be a like, hey, I'll take you back in time to like show you why you fell in love with me. It was more just like, hey, remember that concert we missed for some reason a long, long time ago? I got this time machine and I'll just I'll finally take you to that concert. And oh, wow. They end up getting like stuck in the past and they they've come across like an earlier version of Modoc. Oh, also, they changed the origins of Modoc in this show where it, he's not some person who was experimented on to be turned into what he is. He just from when he was a child had like an abnormally large head and just kind of I don't know if he experimented on himself or just like eventually that he, he just grew that way or what but uh he definitely modified himself to an extent but so that's also just weird that they didn't even really use the the original origin of modok they so like they go back in the past and they find like a version of him in college where he's got like one of those uh, i don't even remember what you call them it's like a hat without like the top part it's just like the visor i guess the visor uh he's wearing like one of those like upside down visors like people used to do in the 90s and he's got like curly hair and like he basically they made him look like he is a college student or whatever like a younger version of himself and he gets into a fight with that guy and that modok gets a bit like they destroy the time machine and the time crystals get lodged in the younger modok's head and he doesn't come back until like later in the season where he, I guess, developed the ability to mani- to manipulate time. And he traveled through like all these different realities, seeing that in every possible lifetime that Modoc, you know, made all the choices that he did, he was never able to achieve his perfect utopia world, except in the one where he killed his own family and removed all his distractions and was able to just concentrate on only being the conqueror that he could be. And so the, uh, the younger Modoc comes ba- uh, back to like the present at some point and he talks to the, Oh, also <laughs> that whole like time travel thing ended up not really happening because as soon as they got back to the present, they tried to like warn their younger selves, like don't go into the past because you'll get stuck. And they just mm. like, I can't remember if they end up killing those older versions of, of themselves or what, but they end up like just not going through their adventure. And somehow the the younger Modok with the time crystals embedded in his skull, like he survived that timeline being wiped out. But the other ones were just like, yeah, so clearly we just saw like an older version of ourselves like scream at us about the time thing not working. So your plan to take us to the concert didn't work out. Wow. And so I, I like that idea though, that in that episode, those versions of themselves were just like to their um, awareness. They were just like about to go on this adventure. And then like remnants from that timeline were like, don't do it. <laughs> so that's funny. But uh, so the, the younger Modoc with the time crystals came back to whatever pr- version of like the Modoc that we follow for the rest of the season and told him that like, Hey, if you kill your family, you could be the ruler that you want. You've always wanted. And he gives him that choice. And then they kind of like cut to black and turns out he actually did it. He chose to kill his entire family and just like huh. be the conqueror 
And they flash forward to like, he'd made his perfect utopia. It worked, but he's not happy because he doesn't have his family to like, you know, I guess appreciate the world with him. So that's where they left it off was like him trying to figure out some way to go back one more time to undo that decision or not even that. Like he wants to, even though the other Modoc is like, I I'm telling you, I, I saw countless realities. This is the only one where your plan works. You can't have both your family and this world. It doesn't work. And the Modoc that we've been following is just like, I don't care. I'll, I'm still going to try. So that's why I'm kind of interested to see where the second season goes. Cause I liked that they do actually go that far in, in the last episode where like he is that evil and that selfish that he would sacrifice like yeah. the family that he loves for that world that he thinks he wants. But so like, I, that's, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm saying this over and over. I I'm interested to see where it could go next. But it's just the entire rest of the season of it just being family drama. I just thought was a very bizarre choice for a show based around the character Modoc. No, for sure. It, it seems like a like a it was a random pitch. And yeah. They said, oh, that seems cool, I guess. Because uh, I honestly. It's one of those things where when I hear Modoc, I'm like, yeah, make him a villain for like a movie. Exactly. I don't see like him recurring or being like the thanos level guy or anything like that let alone the main character of a show yeah that's why like when they announced it i was like oh okay uh because all right wasn't this part of an like an overall like hulu animated because because i think we got news about this way back when they also were like we're doing a hellstrom show and i absolutely hated that hellstrom show so at least i enjoyed this more than hellstrom but it's definitely not a like you gotta watch it marvel show for me yeah so it was um it was four animated shows they had planned oh. uh it was howard the duck tigra oh, yeah. and dazzler hit monkey and modok so of the four honestly the most interesting sounding was tigra and dazzler because it's like those are characters i yeah. kind of know about but that got scrapped. Howard the Duck got scrapped, which is surprising. Honestly, of all four, you'd think the one that would have outlasted everything was Howard the Duck. Right. And it was just uh, Hitmonkey and Modoc, which I don't even know if Hitmonkey is still going to happen. But it's just funny that probably the two least interesting of the four sounding shows are the two that made it through. Yeah. Compared to the other two. So I just think that's something, to say the least. I don't know um i would you recommend for people to watch it because so far like at least from what i saw i the trailers never got me interested yeah i mean like i said i don't think anyone needs to watch it it's definitely entertaining it's just it's not i would never say make sure this is like really high up on your priorities list just if you literally are just scrolling through hulu and see it with nothing to watch and you're kind of interested like i was it's I, I want to say it's still worth your time. It's just I'd rather watch almost anything else Marvel other than Hellstrom. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. No, for sure. 
I, I I figured I'd skip it on the Hellstrom as well. There's certain th- I'm like, yeah. it's making my life easier going like, oh, I could skip these things. This is nice. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good that there's one less thing I need to watch, to say the least. Yeah. And I'm feeling even lighter now that I've fa- eight Fast and Furious movies <laughs> done. And well, actually, technically not. Only two more to go, sort of. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's at the. I, I think after that, I'm gonna do um, the next episode when I do talk about Fast Nine, I'll do a full on. I'm gonna do my best to try to rank the fast movies because right. i think that's going to be really hard for me because they're those movies are like i don't want to pick favorites they're so good <laughs> i think honestly i mean i i have in my mind what i think is my favorite one still but i don't want to say it until i get through the rankings mm. for sure but all right um i think we're good to end here honestly yeah. i think this is a good spot because we're it's kind of earlier than usual a little bit we're not even going to make it to one hour and a half, which is kind of nice. That was like one of the goals of doing this like this. Um, with that said, of course, this has been Sutra Side Talk. If you want to contact us, uh, send us questions, feedback, any of that stuff you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And once again, if you send us a question, we'll read it on the show. Uh, and, you know, you'll be on there. You can hear your question. And... Uh, once again, that's sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You can also, if you're on Twitter, Instagram, you can follow sutrasidetalk at sutrasidetalk. And you can DM us there or comment. Usually I'm trying to do a thing now where before the next episode we record, like the like two days before, like on that Friday, I'm going to try to put out a post saying these are our two news topics for this week. If you guys want to comment on it, give us questions or give us what you even think about that news, you can just check out our posts on Twitter and Instagram on Fridays. Mainly Instagram. I'm trying to get it on Twitter at the same day. Uh, this week it was more like on Saturday. So it was like one day after uh, for it. But yeah, you can do that. And of course, please subscribe on whatever channel you're listening on. And if it's Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. That would really help us out right now. That is probably the biggest help we can get right now is those five-star reviews. will get us more noticed and out there. There's a better chance people will come up on our show when going onto that app or just any version of Apple podcasts there, iTunes. And uh, you can follow James on Twitter at invadergym124. And you can follow me on Twitter at gogocomzilla. And uh, our current donation featured at the moment is Oceana, which is uh, related somewhat to Shark Week, but it's more of an ocean environmental campaign there uh, in Shark campaign, uh, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, with that said, though, uh, this coming week, we should have our backlog special out as well. Potentially, James, would you say potentially our last backlog special? Possibly. If we can stick to the this, like, I was going to say schedule, but that's not the right word. The, this show format, where it's just, like, yeah. a couple things, and then we the rest is just us talking about we've, what we've been talking about or watching. Yeah. And I'm putting more depth in the fast movies more than like a lot of the stuff I have backlogged currently. I think will take less time anyway, too. Um, I also want to say uh, because I will be gone for like two weekends in early September, there's a good chance we might need to record a couple extra or like one extra episode in August. So we might make a backlog special that's actually a regular numbered episode. It's just a regular episode just without the news because we weren't there for the news that week. Uh, right. So it's just pre-ready to go. So I that doesn't really count but i think that's what will also help us get over the the last set we need to get through if anything but yeah that's everything guys 
uh, until our Sidewatch and Backlog special and Cut of Steel episodes. We'll see you for the next uh, Secure Side Talk 112. Thanks for listening.